Good morning, everyone. Glad to see everybody here today. It's a, it's a good day to be together and share the warmth of fellowship with one another this morning. So welcome to everyone. We welcome our guests, especially today. Uh, we're glad that you're here and a part of our worship today and hope that God's going to bless you in a very special way. Let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you would take those and fill them out so we could have a record of, of your attendance with us. Just give us the information you feel comfortable giving to us and check the appropriate box, and we would certainly appreciate that. Uh, some announcements of some things coming up and uh, some things behind us also. Uh, thank you to our young adult class for uh, breakfast this morning. We appreciate that. It was a great time. So we, we certainly appreciate breakfast this morning as we do each month. Uh, we will not be having volleyball tonight. I know it says so in the bulletin, but that's right, right? Right. right. We're not having volleyball tonight. I uh, have a lot of other things going on. However, next Sunday... Uh, it is the community-wide Thanksgiving service. The uh, Henderson Ministerial Association sponsors this every year, and it will be next Sunday at 7 o'clock. And we, we pass it around to the different churches. Thank you, Greg. We, th- we pass it around to the different churches, and it's going to fall on our church this week or this, this year to uh, host the uh, Thanksgiving service. And so that will be next Sunday at 7 o'clock, and there will be pie afterwards. Uh, every church is responsible to bring uh, a few pies, and so if you would like to uh, bring a pie to uh, contribute to the cause, please uh, let us know, and we will uh, we will take care of that. But most importantly, be here for the uh, for the worship service and for the time of fellowship afterwards. Also, the upperclassmen will be going to uh, visit the Wrights' home on no- November the 30th, and uh, uh, see Sue Berry about that, and see Sue Berry about something else. As well, she is she is selling her famous uh, biscuit dough, uh, uh, and you can make it into cinnamon rolls or biscuits or probably all kinds of things. So, uh, thank you, Sue, for for doing that. And the money for that will be going uh, towards uh, missions. Uh, you can sell them. You can buy them for Thanksgivings coming up just in a week or so. You can buy them for Christmas. So, thanks for Sue for for providing that for us. Let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Let's share the love of Christ with one another.
Let us pray together. Our gracious and loving God, we come to you today in the name of Jesus, because that's how you have told us to approach you. And we come with awe and wonder and reverence, but we also come to you confidently because we are your children. And we come to you in anticipation because we also know that soon and very soon we're going to see our King. We know that the Holy Spirit is making intercession for us right now. That you are hearing our prayers as we lift our hearts and minds up to you. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Your Word tells us that You love us so much that You gave Your Son to live and to die so that we can be freed from everything that holds us back from being the people that You have called us to be. Your love for us is undying and unfathomable. We confess to You, O God, that we don't always understand all the things that happen to us or to our world. But we take comfort in knowing that your love for us is real. I want to pray for our families this morning. Bind our families together in love and and may our homes be havens of peace and love and protection. I want to pray for those who can't be here because they are sick or weak. Reach out to them with your spirit of presence. We pray for those who grieve this morning. Fill the emptiness of their hearts with Your Spirit. And we pray for our nation today and all that goes on here that causes strife and pain. We are mindful especially of our brothers and sisters in Texas this week who, as we are today, were bringing their prayers before You last Sunday when suddenly their worship was interrupted with violence. Our hearts go out to them. Thank You for giving them peace. Thank You for healing their injured. Thank You for giving comfort to distraught souls. And we pray for the day to come soon, that day that You have promised, when all weapons will be turned into instruments of peace, when all hearts will be touched by Your Spirit, and when all people will follow the Prince of Peace. And we will live in harmony with all creatures as your beloved community. But until that day, O God, we commit ourselves to be your people, doing your work faithfully here and now. So help us to be your presence in this world that needs you so much. For we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
down, please, if you would, for Children's Time. Good morning. morning. How are you all today? Can you all guess why I wore red, white, and blue today and Gary has something in his basket? Let's see what Gary's got in his basket. (laughs) (laughs) Gary's got a flag in his basket. Do you know why we did this today? Why? Yesterday was Veterans Day. Now, I want to do something kind of special. Would all of our veterans please stand? Okay, we've got Larry in the back. And Mr. Uh, yes. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Hall. Now, wait a minute. We're not done. We're not done. Sorry, i got a frog in my throat there. I want them to stand up again. (laughs) Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Stand up again, gentlemen. And on the count of three, I want everyone in here, as loud as they can, say, thank you for your service. Everybody ready? One, two, three. Thank you for your service. Now clap. You know, it's important to remember our veterans because we're coming upon a time of Thanksgiving. And we live in a very blessed country that we can come to church, we can go to school, we can be together in a group, and we don't have to worry about somebody telling us, no, we can't do that. And I wanted to tell you a little story. Brother Tim is going to be talking about being prepared. Uh, Jesus wants us to be prepared for when he comes. And not only for ourselves, but for helping others. And yesterday I had something happen to me, and I thought that I was in one of the most prepared situations that I could ever be in. I was fortunate to be in the Veterans Day Parade over in Evansville. And my husband is with the Henderson County Sheriff's Department, and they have military trucks, surplus military trucks. And he asked the decorating committee for the Sheriff's Department, which consists of one person, me, uh, to please decorate the trucks for the parade. So I went along and decorated with our branches of service flags on the side of the truck, and we had it all very patriotic, and I got to ride along. And I got to ride in an MRAP. Anybody know what an MRAP is? It's the big bomb truck. Weighs 47,000 pounds. Big truck. Indestructible, or so you think. And uh, so we got to ride in the parade. Everybody was waving and with their flags and waving at us and everything. And it was so neat. Until we turned the corner, got past the announcer stand, got around the corner and coming back up to go back to where we started, we stopped at a stop sign. And then as we took off, things started to rattle. Then smoke started coming out the back. Now, you think you're in a truck that will withstand bombs. 
but there's one thing. It has an engine. And either the engine blew up or the turbo blew up. So guess what? We ended up on the side of the road, stuck in this big truck that you think is indispensable. So guess what? We had to call a tow truck. Not any little tow truck, but a big semi-tow truck to come and get this big truck to haul it back to Henderson. So it made me think as I was reading about preparedness. Here I thought I was in a truck that best money could buy for the U.S. Army. Nothing would happen to us, but guess what? It did. So sometimes, no matter how prepared we think we are, we're not. Who do we have to depend on? Jesus. We have to ask for his guidance. And we have to be prepared for all situations. So that's why we come to Sunday school and church to learn his word. So we can be prepared, and then we can go out and tell others to be prepared. So if you all will, let's bow in a word of prayer, please. Our dear Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this glorious day that you have given us. Thank you for the country that we live in. Thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed on us. Please be with each of us as we prepare for the day that you will come, and not only for us, but that you will prepare us to prepare others to be ready also. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Okay. They're trying to get rid of us, Gary. Do you realize that? They don't know what's coming ahead, do they? No. We need volunteers, ladies and gentlemen. It's me and Gary. Because Gary will do anything. And we are asking you all to do anything, which is to be part of children's moment. Now, we need volunteers. So as Brother Tim knows, we will sit here until we get them. So I need somebody for November 26th. John? We don't want to hear you that much. <laughs> Anybody but John. <laughs> oh, we've already got December. No, not kidding. just kidding. Really? Oh, Teresa and them asked me to do this. Okay. Well, we got our one person for November to finish out. All right. Great. Well, Gary, I guess they're tired of us. <laughs> it's time for us to go back to our seat. <laughs> you think so? All right. Thank you. <laughs> Before we start singing this next hymn, I did want to say a few words about it. Uh, some of you may be thinking, why are we singing a Christmas song and it's not even Thanksgiving yet? But what I hate to tell you is that Joy to the World is not a Christmas song. When the hymn writer wrote it, he wasn't writing it about a baby. He used the scripture from Psalms 98 as he was writing, and it's about a king. It's about the return of a king who's coming to reign forever and to judge the world. And he even makes a a statement in the very first verse, prepare him room, every heart, prepare him room, because he's coming back 
to reign, to judge, and to uh, be over all the nations. So I thought this kind of goes along with our sermon this morning. So we're singing this as a preparedness song for the end of times. If you'll stand, joy to the world. He is coming back. Will you have joy then? Gracious Heavenly Father, we are anxious right now. We're anxious when we turn on the TV and we ask ourselves, what happens next? But God, we're here as your family. We're here to offer our offerings, to do what you want us to do with those. Help us feed the hungry. Help us take care of the sick. Just continue to guide us in everything we do, God. And for that, we so love you. In your name we pray. Amen.
wonderful. Good job. <laughs> Today's readings from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to the, the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later the bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know. I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. While you were sleeping 
Looks like another silent night Oh, the game is only fun The way the truth, the life had come But there was no room for him In the world he came to save Jerusalem, what you have missed while you were sleeping Savior of the world is dying on your cross today Jerusalem, you will go down in history As a city with no room for its king While you were sleeping United States of America Looks like another silent night As we're sung to sleep with philosophies To save the trees and kill the children Felicia, you never know what you're going to miss while you're sleeping. You ever woken up in the morning and you found that something significant had happened overnight while you were sleeping? You know, and, and you and you you think to yourself, "Wow, you know, the world goes on." You know, when we're sleeping, and sometimes good things can happen, and sometimes terrible things can happen, and um, you just never know, do you? You just never know. That's what life is all about. There was a young woman who was frantically getting herself ready for a blind date. The plan was to have dinner at an exclusive restaurant followed by music and dancing. And she was excited about this. She got her hair done earlier that day. She spent a lot of time getting her makeup just right. She put on her her best dress and, and was ready for her date. 
However, his expected arrival time came and went. And after waiting for over an hour, she decided that she had been stood up. So she took off her dress and let down her hair. She put on her pajamas and gathered up a box of chocolate and sat down to watch TV. Well, about an hour later, the doorbell rang. And guess who it was? It was her blind date. And he looked at her with a surprised expression on his face and said, What? I gave you an extra two hours and you're still not ready? Her trial will be next Tuesday. And I'm sure some of you ladies are thinking justifiable homicide. Jesus told a parable about ten young women who were invited to a wedding party. And this was a very festive occasion. They were excited about being chosen to participate in this event. And they knew that that one of their responsibilities was to greet the groom as he came and to light his path to the banquet hall with their lamps. And so it was very important for them to take their lamps along with them to fulfill their responsibilities. However, Jesus said that five of the women were foolish and five of them were wise. You see, the wise ones carried some extra oil along with their lamps just in case the bridegroom was late. But the foolish ones did not have any oil, did not bring any extra oil along with them. And as fate would have it, the bridegroom was delayed. In fact, he was a long time in coming and they all fell asleep. And then suddenly around midnight, the cry rang out, Here comes the bridegroom, come out to greet him. And at that, all of the women, all of the young women woke up and trimmed their lamps. But those who did not bring extra oil discovered that they didn't have enough oil to fulfill their duties. And so the foolish ones said to the wise ones, Give us some of your oil, our, lamp is, is, our lamps are going out. But the wiser girls replied, No, there's not enough oil for all of us. You go and get, get your own oil. And what choice did they have? So these neglectful young women headed out to get some oil. But while they were gone, the bridegroom arrived. And the young women who were ready went with him into the banquet hall, into the wedding banquet. And then Jesus uses these ominous words. And then the door was shut. Later, the five foolish young women also came to the door. Lord, Lord, they banged on the door. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I don't know you. Then Jesus follows the parable with this admonition. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. The question for each of us this morning is this. Are you prepared? Do you have enough oil for your lamp? The fact is, as we've talked about already today, as we've talked, as we've sung, 
as the children were, were told, nobody knows what tomorrow will bring for any of us, do we? Do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Nobody knows what tomorrow may bring for any of us. None of us knows what kind of test might, might confront us or what door of opportunity might open for us. None of us knows what tomorrow may bring. It may be a great blessing in our lives, or it may be a kick in the stomach. And so the scouts have it right with their motto, Be Prepared. We can all think of situations in which preparation was the critical difference between success or failure, can't we? Sometimes even life or death. One of the most famous tragedies in history occurred in history occurred on April the 14th, 1912. It was on April the 10th that the great ocean liner, the Titanic, set sail from Southampton, England, on its maiden voyage to to New York City. And everybody thought that the Titanic was a floating fortress. Even the ship's captain believed that the ship was unsinkable. So he wasn't worried a bit when the Titanic received six warnings that there was ice in the sea ahead. And so the ship was traveling near its maximum speed when the navigation officer sighted an iceberg floating right in its path. And so he contacted the first officer who desperately maneuvered to try to avoid the collision. But unfortunately, you do not turn a cruise liner on a dime. And he was unable to turn it quickly enough. The ship suffered a glancing blow from the iceberg, which buckled the ship's starboard side and opened up five of her 16 compartments to the sea. The Titanic had been designed to stay afloat with four of her forward compartments flooded, but no more. And the crew soon realized that the ship was going down. The first officer immediately informed the captain, who remarkably just continued to dine with the distinguished passengers. He even finished his second, his second cigar. And in, in just over two hours, the unsinkable Titanic was gone with a loss of 1,490 lives. Now, why such a terrible loss of life? Well, a part of the reason was that the crew from the captain right on down was unprepared. For example, the Titanic had been outfitted with only 20 lifeboats, which was enough to, to hold less than half of the passengers on board. And even worse, many of the lifeboats were mismanaged. Some of the lifeboats that could have held up to 40 people only contained about 12 when they were launched from the ship. So why were they so unprepared for this tragedy at sea? It was because everybody thought that the, that the Titanic could not be sunk. And it was one of the deadliest disasters of all time. And we need to understand, folks, that life can be like that. The unexpected to ha- can happen. Nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. But a lot of tragedies have taken place because people were not prepared. So Jesus, Jesus has given us some, some great advice when he says, 
therefore keep watch. Because you do not know the day or the hour. Folks, even though we may think that we have everything under control, life can throw us some nasty curveballs from time to time, can't, can't it? Life is unpredictable. And we don't know what's going to happen. So be prepared. And that's true not only for our individual lives, but it's true for our society as well. Nobody knows what the future may hold for the health of our society when the health of our society is concerned. We may be on the cusp of greatness or we may be on the cusp of something entirely different. For example... Experts tell us that we have moved to the point in science and technology regarding robotics and artificial intelligence that we could already replace about 50% of the jobs in our country if we chose to do so with robots. Think of that. Half of the jobs in America could be gone just like that. And I'm not trying to cause a panic here, but but that's the way things are. That's the way things are. And a lot of people have already lost their jobs to robots. It's kind of like that old joke that the factory of the future will will, uh, contain only a dog, a man, and a computer. And the man's job will be to feed the dog, and the dog's job will be to keep the man away from the computer. So are you preparing for a world like that? It's coming. And one thing that we know for sure is that the future is on the side of those who study hard and who keep their eyes open. Therefore, keep watch, says Jesus. And that has never been truer than it is today. But history is also on the side of those who are prepared. And, of course, that's always been the case. Let's move ahead a few years from 1912 to 1940. Europe, and really the whole world, was thrown into a panic. Germany, under the leadership of Adolf Hitler, had already defeated France and, and Holland, and any nation that was standing in their way had been crushed. Neville Chamberlain, the Prime Minister of England, had been duped by Hitler and and thoroughly discredited, and so he resigned his post. And then on May the 10th, 1940, King George VI invited Winston Churchill to his palace. And when Churchill arrived, the king wasted no time in instructing Churchill to form a new government. Churchill was by, by no means the obvious choice for his position. He was regarded by a lot of people as unreliable and impetuous. Among other things, for, for a, among other things, his unrelenting opposition to the appeasing Germany. But despite this, the outbreak of war in 1939 proved that Churchill was right. And he was made prime minister on the same day that Germany invaded Belgium and Luxembourg. And so Churchill immediately arranged a meeting of his, with his advisors and government officials and military officers with the goal of forming a coalition government. And he knew that this would be a daunting task, and indeed it was a daunting task. But afterwards, Churchill wrote this. He said, as I went to bed about 3 a.m., I was conscious of a profound sense of relief. 
At last I had the authority to give directions over the whole scene. I felt as if I were walking with destiny and that all my past life had been but a preparation for this hour and for this trial. My warnings over the last six years had been so numerous, so detailed, and were now so terribly vindicated that no one could contradict me. I could not be reproached either for making the war or with want of preparing for it. I thought I knew a good deal about it all, and I was sure I would not fail. Winston Churchill was prepared when his time came. And history is on the side of those who are prepared. Reverend Robert Schuler of Crystal Cathedral fame once told about traveling with an associate named Mike Nason, uh, a man who had been on his staff for over 40 years. They were on a plane, uh, had several events over the next several days, and they were studying their itinerary. Had about three pages detailing the several events coming up. And when Schuler finished reviewing one of the pages of the itinerary, he took a sheet of paper and he crumbled it up to throw it away. But Mike said, that's tomorrow's page. Don't throw away tomorrow. Wow, said Schuler. He said, when he said that, a light went on in my head and I discovered a universal principle. Don't throw away tomorrow. And that's so easy to do, isn't it? Crumple the paper, throw it away, move on to the next subject. He says, we throw away tomorrow when ideas come and we're not ready for them. So we move on. I'll I'll pass on this one, we say, not really knowing what doors of opportunity might be closing. We throw away tomorrow when challenges come and when problems hit us. We throw away tomorrow when we get our priorities mixed up and we lose our focus and when, when we become overwhelmed. He says, don't throw away tomorrow. And I would add, don't throw away tomorrow by not being prepared, by not preparing yourself as much as possible for whatever may come your way. And of course, the most important preparation that we can make concerns our relationship with God. Our scripture passage for today is about being prepared for Christ's return. And the only possible preparation that we can make for that would be our spiritual preparation. It's kind of like those ominous billboards that we used to see along the side of the highways. Are you ready to meet your maker? But you know what? That's true of all of life. We ought to be prepared. We ought to be spiritually prepared for anything that we may face. We ought to be spiritually prepared for going off to college. We ought to be spiritually prepared for taking on a new job. We ought to be spiritually prepared for getting married or having an operation. Life is filled with ups and downs and it is our spiritual preparation that will determine how we will handle those ups and downs of our lives. And that's one, one reason that we're here today. That's one reason we come to worship each week. And that's why it's so important for us to spend some time in, in reading the Bible and talking with God. It's because when we do those kinds of things, we are preparing ourselves for whatever may come. 
Best-selling author Harold Kushner wrote a book titled, Who Needs God? And in that book, he tells about the Greek mythological figure Atlas. You probably recall his story. seems that Atlas did something to offend Zeus, the king of the gods. And Zeus condemned Atlas to hold all of the weight of the earth upon his shoulders for all eternity. Krishna writes, Atlas was condemned to carry the weight of the entire world upon his shoulders. That, it, that was as harsh a punishment as the ancient Greek mind could conjure up. But today it seems that we have volunteered to play, play the role of Atlas. We have not offended God, but we have dismissed God. We have told God that we're grown up enough not to need God's help anymore. And we have, we have offered to carry the weight of the world upon our shoulders. The question is, when it gets too heavy for us, when there are questions that are too hard for us to answer and problems that take more time for us to solve than any of us have, will we be too proud to admit that we've made a mistake in wanting to carry the world alone? You know what? Kushner is right. We need God to help us carry the burdens of our lives. As Max Lucado once wrote, when, we, when you are confused about the future, go to your Jehovah Ra, your caring shepherd. When you are anxious about provision, talk to Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Are your challenges too great? Seek the help of Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. Is your body sick? Are your emotions weak? Jehovah Rophe, the Lord heals you. We'll see you now. Do you feel like a soldier stranded behind enemy lines? Take refuge in Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. My friends, the best preparation for all of life is to be spiritually prepared. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Years ago, a young man named Bobby Fisher brought great pride to our country when he defeated a chess champion from the Soviet Union named Boris Spassky in a world championship chess match. It may surprise you to know that Fisher prepared himself for this contest by swimming laps underwater every day. Now you think, well, what in the world does that have to do with chess? You see, he knew that as the matches wore on into the night, the player with the most oxygen going to his brain would have the mental advantage. And so he built up his chess game by building up his lungs. And when he defeated Spassky, many were surprised by his astonishing stamina and his mental staying power, especially late in the matches when both players should have been weary and burned out. But Fisher was prepared for the test. So, are you in training spiritually? Are you drawing closer to God each day? Don't be foolish about life. Don't be running out to buy some oil when you need to be greeting the bridegroom. Be prepared. 
Victory comes to those who are prepared. So be a scout. Be prepared. Amen. Let's sing together. Number 561, Shall We Gather at the River? Let us sing with joy together as the Lord has commanded us to do and has has inspired us to do. But let us mostly think about our preparation for life and knowing that God is with us and is willing to help us along the way. And we don't have to carry the, the weight of the world upon our shoulders alone. God's here to help us. Let's sing. Listen to the Word of God, and we have renewed our hope in God. We have remembered our covenant with God. And so go forth now into the week to come. Go prepared to meet whatever you face with the good knowledge that God goes with you. Go and be God's people. Serve God's kingdom. Touch the world with love and grace. Go in the name of the Lord to be God's presence to a world in need. Go with God's blessings and peace. Amen. Amen.